This is Creating Copowerment Radio, conversations and inspiration to help you embrace change, connect with others, and fully embody your personal life mission. Here's your host of Creating Copowerment Radio, Transitions Life Coach and author, Lonnie Kwan. Welcome to Creating Copowerment Radio, based in Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm your host, Lonnie Kwan, and we're here today with Australian two-time award-winning Molokai Outrigger World Champion, Outrigger and Olympic trainer, author, photographer, yoga and Nia teacher, massage therapist, and overall goddess extraordinaire, Robin Singh. Robin's joining us really early in the morning from Byron Bay, Australia via Skype. And our topic of discussion today is self-love. Welcome, Robin. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Lani. Wow, that was such a mouthful. (laughs) I'll receive that. Thank you. Um, It's a pleasure. You're such a Renaissance woman, and I love and admire you, and I'm so grateful for you in my life. Thank you. Uh, It was a blessing to meet you uh, earlier in the year um, through our, our near experiences so I guess we'll talk about that later but um, very blessed to have you in my world as well thank you yes actually we did meet um, prior to that as well but at still and moving center in Honolulu in January of this past year we did a training together which was quite intense and I wondered how has that training transformed the way you move and experience your body and how has it impacted your emotions and thinking it's um, a practice that came across um, to me by surprise, like anything great. It, you don't see it coming. And um, I'm really excited um, where my practice is right now because uh, in coming to Australia, uh, I fell into a community here and I've been dancing more than um, I was in Honolulu. And it's, it's a wonderful way to check in with the body. I mean, as when we wake up first thing in the morning, that question I ask myself, you know, how are you doing, body? And and checking in on, you know, on our on the physical level, on the emotional level, on the mental level, and it's it's really helpful. Um, plus, it it's so much fun to dance and to actually be in the body, as we know. <laughs> Absolutely, and one of the things I admired most about you was how intuitive and in tune with not just your body but your balance your emotion your spirit and your thinking you are and I think definitely your practices have enhanced that and you know since we're talking about self-love it really does start with self-care indeed yes self-care is the utmost importance and I think with self-love if if you're not loving yourself and you're not caring for yourself, then it's really impossible to love and care for others um, to the level that uh, you're able to. And, you know, when we're loving ourselves, the world is happier. I completely agree. And, you know, a lot of times people think of self-love and self-compassion as being selfish, but truly you couldn't be less selfish. When you care for yourself, you're, you have greater capacity. There's been a lot of positive psychology research about that as well, showing that the more self-loving and self-compassionate you are, the more loving and compassionate you can be toward others. And that really comes across in everything you do. You know, you recently self-published this beautiful memoir, Paddling Home, A Journey Back to Self. And you used Create Space and Amazon to do that. 
And I wondered, um, what motivated you to share your life story in this form? Well, um, I was a paddler for many, many years and I would be um, racing, you know, the Molokai Channel every year and uh, have so many friends that I've met over the years. And, um, you know, during the paddling, I was on this journey. So a lot of my friends um, walked this journey with me and I found myself, you know, someone new would come into the mix and then uh, they would say, tell them about the story, you know, tell them what's happening and the synchronicities. And so they were like my greatest um, fan club, so to speak. And then just they were encouraging me. They said, you know, you should write this story. And, um, you know, it was just hearsay for a, for a while. Um, and then all of a sudden it was there was like nothing else to do. It's like spirit just said, all right, now's the time. This is, you need to put this down. And, um, and so... I dedicated a couple of months, um, which I'm so fortunate to be able to do, and let let it come through me, and and so that's how that started. It was mostly the encouragement of my friends. Wonderful. And in the book, one of the things that struck me was the faith that you have and the trust in the unknown and in divine intervention and timing. And I think, you know, a lot of times our self-love and self-compassion stem from our early upbringing. And you were very fortunate to have adoptive parents to both you and your sister who very much loved you and and, um, gave you a poem that said, not flesh of our flesh, nor bone of our bone, but still miraculously our own. Never doubt forever a minute, you were not born under our heart, but in it. And that was such a beautiful um, reflection of their care for you and how they instilled in both you and your sister a healthy self-esteem. Yes, um, that poem was something we were given at a very young age, and we were told um, as soon as we could understand that we were adopted. So, um, and it, was, it wasn't a big deal at that moment. And I think, um, yeah, the, the love was always there. It was not like we were missing out on anything. And I think later on in life, that's when I guess we all come into um, our own. We're wondering who we are and what are we here for in this world. And, you know, these questions started to come to me. And it was out of a curiosity that I thought, well, I'd like to know where I'm from. And um, the curiosity spurred this journey. So, but um, we're very, very grateful. And I'm just so thankful for my parents and love them dearly. They're not in this light, they're not in this um, realm, but they're definitely around me. So, (laughs) never too far away. Absolutely. That's wonderful. And, you know, there's, it's, you mentioned as a child, you weren't interested at that point in seeking out your biological parents, um, but you had a natural curiosity. And as you started to explore who am I, you had a desire and a, a longing that definitely belonged to most adoptive uh experiences most adopted people experience that at some point from what I've read and researched and um, one of the things also that I really appreciated about your book and I think that will help other people who are adopted is how you went about seeking your biological parents you were conscious and and very cautious of everyone's feelings including your own during that long process and discovered actually that you have Danish and Hawaiian lineage during that process and and just also very respectful of your birth and adoptive parents recognizing that 
you know, that might be difficult for them um, and, and could be not threatening as much as just, um, you know, bring up painful feelings for the people involved. And I wonder, based on all of that, based on your own experience, what advice do you have for other adopted children and adults who are seeking their origins? You know, thank you, Lani. I, I just felt like this was something that, okay, this is something for me and uh, I will share eventually, but the, a lot of it was done on my own. Um, and, and also me, you know, when, when you're doing something, you're affecting those around you, so you also have to deal with their energy and their reaction. So having friends around you is really important. Um, and also I had done a lot of personal development and a lot of growth prior to embarking on this journey. So my perspective was a lot broader. And the other thing was is that um, one bit of advice would be not to be, not to be attached to the outcome, you know, because maybe I went through all this and, and I didn't find anything or maybe the result might not be as, as nice or as pleasant. So to be non-attached to the outcome is probably one of the most important things and not to to take things personal because you know we we come and grow through different times and there's just so many um stories and you know people have very individual journeys so um you know decisions made at times were for them at the time it was the best they knew at the time so i mean do it because you want to and have have an intention You're listening to Creating Copalmet Radio with host Lonnie Kwan. It sounds like you've done a lot of um, a lot of work, and I know you also practice yoga and work with crystals and and learn to be a massage therapist as well. And how have those practices enhanced your life over time? Oh, my goodness. I am so grateful for all of those mentioned. Um, as an athlete, uh, I started, um, you know, that's where the care of the body starts. And so regular massage was was part of my routine. And in receiving so many massages, it was just natural that I wanted to uh, do that practice because it was just, it was coming out through my hands. I'd want to put my hands on someone so... Um, transmission, you know, just through that. Oh, okay. This is this feels good in my body. It must. It'll probably feel good in someone else's body, and maybe that's something I can share. So that is that's one area that I've um, been doing for a very long time. Um, and then the other practice is the yoga, and I am so grateful for that. Um, the yoga from being an athlete for all those years, and even if you're not an athlete, it's like we're so, um, our bodies are our life force, and to allow that, maybe you call it chi or energy or whatever you wish to call it, to allow that to move through the body, I was inspired to, you know, seek alignment within my body, and that's where the yoga came in. When the body gets aligned, then you're able to use that that energy a lot better and um, helps in in the healing process uh, and then the crystals oh my gosh I I have so many <laughs> um, and and with the crystals I think they 
they're from the earth and um, just having that connection with the earth and also, um, you know, they look good, but they also have a vibration and, you know, different stones are for different things and for those that haven't had anything to do with stones, uh, it, it's it's a fun experience to go and, and hold them and, and uh, you will feel different things as we know. So just grateful for those practices and... Um, Gosh, I don't know what I would have done without them. <laughs> yes, it sounds like it's so interconnected. The practices have sort of led to one another. And um, your experience as a champion outrigger canoe paddler trainer and athlete led you to other forms of body, mind, spirit, awareness, and being able to share that with other people. And I wonder, you know, based on based on that training and the the rigorousness, the dedication that's required of a champion outrigger canoe paddler and an Olympic trainer, is there anything you know now that you would lovingly tell your younger self? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I would tell my younger self that um, you are perfect just the way you are and you are complete you have come into this world because there is reason and great purpose. Uh, I'd also tell it to whatever you do, do it for the joy, not for, I mean, the competition is there, but the main thing is do it because you love it and you want to do it, Not, not because you're trying to prove or prove to yourself or prove to others. It's always about the joy. Um, and, and I think with my athlete, um, life, there, there came a time where my body was not in joy and it was telling me and I listened, um, and it, it shifted gears for me. So it, it showed me another, another path and, um, always, always listen, (laughs) That's such powerful wisdom. For other young athletes and other young people, what would you recommend that they do to increase their self-compassion, self-esteem, and self-love? As a, as a young athlete, I think it's very important to um, just um, take care of the body, um, be thankful, and have lots of gratitude for what you're doing within your training programs and your, you know, the rigorousness of um, the routine and seek education seek education ask questions and check in checking in with yourself checking in with your body on all levels you know what what do you need what what can i you know what what can i what can i do for you and it's kind of like having a relationship with your body as a person in a sense and and self-care just mis- regular massage um Epsom salt baths, just very much if you're going to push your body to have it perform, then make sure you, um, you're rewarded as well. And your book is fabulous. I really enjoyed reading Paddling Home. And I wondered if you recommend any other books or resources, DVDs or things that our Creating Copartment listeners would enjoy. Wow, on my bookshelf, there's a myriad of different books. Um, I one of the one of my favorite books um, is um, the Voices of Wisdom, um, which is I think it's M. J. Holden. 
I don't have it on me right now, but it's it's a beautiful book of um, wisdom from Hawaiian elders, um, and especially if you're you come to Hawaii or you move there, it's really important to um, in, embrace the culture and, and dive in uh, so you understand the land and you understand the people of the land. So that's one of, one of my favourites. Another one would be, you know, just with my yoga studies, the Bhagavad Gita, a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, um, which is beautiful to just, it's, uh, it's beautiful just to hold in the morning and, and randomly open up a page and, and be inspired and then I, I I will give my my I have a book of mine which I will give a plug um it's just a photography book it's called Halmea Creations and you've seen it Lani and I love it. it yeah thank you and it's I'm just so proud of it I actually it, it it went together quickly and it was just the book that I put together before the autobiography came because it just was easier for me at the time and it's a collection of um, photos from Hawaii and New Zealand and um, it's basically a little memoir or a remembrance to connect in with nature. It's a coffee table book and my inspiration was just that whenever you're feeling a little bit out of sorts or you know, not connected, then then seek nature and go into it. And and that's what I did on this journey. That was the one place that uh, I couldn't find it anywhere else other than just to be, to go in on my own and and be with the trees or or take a walk on a trail. And so th- that book is a dedication to that and also just a little a reminder to take a breath, you know, during the day, <laughs> pick it up and have a cup of tea and, and breathe. I love that book, Robin. Thank you so much for the gift of that. Um, you gave that to myself and all of our Nia sisters when we graduated. And um, it it's on my shelf facing outward. And I often look at it and think of you and I'm very fond of you. And I wonder, you know, our Creating Copowerment radio listeners, the wonderful thing about podcasts and international radio is that we can connect instantly with social media and we can connect instantly by email and other sources. And how can people reach you and connect with you online? Um, they can reach me on, I have a Facebook page and it's called Haumea Creations, uh, spelled H-A-U-M-E-A creations so there's that facebook page and then i also have um a website which needs a little attention <laughs> that's coming and the website is www.rubykaysing.com wonderful it's r-u-b-y the K. initial k and then s-i-n-g-h.com thank you so much thank you so much an honor and a joy to connect with you and you're so missed here i want you to know how much love is being sent to you from hawaii from all of your friends and myself included oh i can feel it (laughs) thank you so much robin have a wonderful day aloha much aloha about Lonnie Kwan and creating co visit www.copowerment.com. 